Hey everyone, Kaprogman here. Did you know that we have a Patreon page? That's right, if you go to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors, you can help support the show. It turns out the podcasts aren't free. I mean, they're free to download, but they're not really free to create, kind of, because you have to host them somewhere. Anyway, what we're after doing is we're after trying to make sure that we're fully funded. We're obviously doing this off of our own backs, and we are loving it, because it's loads of fun. But uh, you can help out if you want from as little as $1 a month, and if you do that, you get loads of bonus content. If you go there now, you'll see that there's already a whole bunch of bonus content for the $1 tier already. We're planning on releasing a bunch of bonus episodes under the $5 tier, except that we've got one coming up that is going to be under the $1 tier, just to see how you guys feel and what you think about it. So head over to patreon.com slash wafflingtailors and give us a look and uh, maybe help us out. See you later, Squidgy! See you later, Squidgy! Welcome to part two of the podcast. I've just got a bucket and cleaned up what the bee made at the end of part one. It's not sure so what that is. It should have made Go him do it. back and listen to part one. Listen out all the way to the end for the stinger and you'll hear about I don't the care if he's a guest. He should have done it. Well, don't worry about it. It's done now, isn't it? Right. So part two of the podcast. If you're not sure about what we talked about last time, it's go and listen to part one. Head over to wasplingtailors.rocks for the show notes for a link to hear the, the first part. Make sure you have a listen to that before you listen to this one. There's some bleed over stuff, stuff that we talked about in part one that's also appearing in part two. And I think the bee's about to pass out now from uh, lack of everything. So we'll quickly get on with part you two. You kept me locked down here for a week. That's right. We'll, two we'll, weeks. We'll keep you waiting no longer. Here comes part two. At last. similar note i'd like to introduce a feature now yes that's right i'm a guest that's brought along a feature i know it's a bit of a revelation for this podcast isn't it it's like something new and entirely scary so the last week steam because of gdpr and the new data rules in which they have to be more transparent Hmm. about the data they have on their uh, customers now have a feature on Steam where you can see how much you've spent on your Steam account. Oh, good God, so no. I thought it would be lovely if we all check our Steam accounts to see what the damage is. I don't know why I said Z in French. I just thought it would make it sound a little bit more razzmatazz. Appealing. Appetite. Something like that. Is that your new nickname, Mr. Razzmatazz? It's, I, it, it's not. It's um, please get away from me. Here's a restraining order. But we'll get into that story another time. <laughs> what do you mean, ball gag? So, you know. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> so, what I'm going to do is, right, I'll tell you what, B, you tell us where you need to go to find this information. I'm going to make a prediction, and then we'll all share how much we've spent on our I student. like that idea. And I, I, don't, I really don't want to do this. For going first, or for going first when we come to it, shall we do a, a bit of a rush, Amber? No, I, I reckon it should be Gabrogman, then you. Than me, because I've got a funny feeling mine's going to be the, the most. Well, okay, we'll, we'll keep we'll your see. prediction to yourself. So to do this, you have to go into your Steam account. Um, you can do this on your phone or on the laptop or whatever you use to access Steam. Then you go to my account, and then you go to data related to my account, and then you go to external funds used. Once you've gone through those steps, there revealed to you will be 
how much you've spent in US dollars, unfortunately. I don't, I mean, you could obviously convert it by going on, etc. Um, now, I will say I have no idea if this value includes sales, takes into account sales, or if it's like the full prices. I don't know what the split is between retail uh, stuff you've got at retail and activated on Steam as opposed to stuff you've downloaded. So if the uh, value is not correct or whatever, but it's just nice to see. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? Oh, just so a bit of fun. My leg's switching now. Do. I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not liking this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add some um, screenshots to the show notes. So check the show notes. Screenshots on the show notes for using the browser. So you using a web browser, how to get to these screens. And then what we can do is, I mean, we'll, we'll check with whoever else is on the podcast and whoever tries it. If they're willing to do it, I'll have a page with a table with guests and hosts of the Waffle Tailors and when they were on and how much they had spent. We're like a leaderboard, like a Premier yeah. League leaderboard of how much they've spent. Obviously, it can only be up to now, the point they're on, so you'll have to put dates on when... Now, is, are you classed as a winner if you spent the most or spent the least? No, I, I just want a table with, like, who spent what. It would be, so. in- it'd be interesting if you could see... And, and I don't know, that probably is a way to do it. I don't know, uh, there's a third party site called Steam Spy that used to offer similar, but they've had to, because of the GDPR, all profiles now have to be private by default and they're made public yeah. if you choose to. So oh. that's the kind of thing. But there's, I wonder if there's a way to see how much of what you've spent, what you actively play, and how much you've spent that you've never touched. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's probably ways of doing that. I don't know. I say, I say we'll get into that later. You do, you do that when you like, guys. I'm, I'm not your mother. So I'm going to make a prediction. And they will go about revealing how much we've all spent. I reckon. We should call it The Price is Right! And then put the theme tune in here. I mean, I don't know if we can use the theme tune, but just imagine the theme tune. Da 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 da! Da 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 da! Welcome to the B Podcast. Welcome to. I'm taking over, I can't help it. That's alright, you're excited about this new video. Second intro. Yes. So my prediction is going to be. That I have spent the least, and that I think Squidgy has spent the most. <laughs> okay, yeah, I I think that's a fair fair amount. Do you want to do you want to have a guess at a value? Yeah, do you want to make a guess? So a rough estimate. Dollars. I'm going to say two grand. For who's that for? For you, Squidgy. For Squidgy. What about yourself? Because you haven't. I should point out I, these two haven't seen their yeah, values I, yet. I, I don't. Want, I don't want to make a. I don't want to make a guess. guess okay. Squeaky, do you want to make a guess for Kaprog? Not much. Do you want to like very, very a value? How much? Maybe is that much? less than hundred dollars. You think less than a hundred dollars? I reckon. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. No, no one wants to make guesses for me. No, no. Okay, no, okay. fair. That's fair yeah. enough. Okay, so uh, shall we go to? Well, use the spinner of doom. No, we. No, I, I, I reckon it should be. We're voting Kaprogman to go first. You, okay. Then I'll go last because I, I really don't want to say this, but right. So <laughs> I mean. Kaprogman's total account spend, according to Steam, on Saturday the 13th of June 2018 is... $448.36. Nice. I'm actually surprised at that. That's quite impressive still. What's $500, $500. So roughly looking at about 600 700 quid. Mm. There or thereabouts. In fact... No. Let's do a quick conversion. Yep, I'll do that. Well, British Americans gets ready. Have I gone the wrong way? Yeah. As far as I know, American. Sorry, yeah. You got a little bit more. It so used to be three hundred to four hundred quid. Don't worry, don't worry. It's fine. Remember. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. So four hundred and forty-eight dollars and thirty-six US cents. 
is three hundred ninety-nine pounds and forty. That's forty-nine new pets. Three hundred thirty-nine pounds <laughs> and forty-nine new pets. So you spent just shy of three hundred fifty pounds on Steam games. Surprising. That's Way but above what you had. Um, I know, but I, I didn't think you yeah, so. bought that many games. Though. Well, yeah. Okay, so I guess I'm going next to second. <laughs> so my total. That I spent on Steam games. Bearing in mind, like I say, I don't know how many are retail. I don't know how many are promo copies I've got from work and stuff um, and things like that. But according to the Steam data, external funds that I've used as of the 30th of June 2018, $2,697.29. Oh. Sorry, cents, not pence. $2,697.29. So that using today's currency exchange rate at the time that we are doing this, two thousand forty-two pounds and thirty-five new English pence. Two thousand and fifty pounds. I'll take that. I mean, for someone who's had a Steam account since not long after Half-Life Two, that was from build a Steam account. So when did I? I so think I. Two thousand five, two thousand six. That be two thousand five. But when did I join? Would be a few year, a couple of years later, maybe two thousand six or seven. I've, I've been on it since two thousand eight. Yeah, so, so I think, roughly ten years. I think I've got a. I'd have to check my Steam profile. I think I've got a 12, 12 year badge, community badge. Thing. I believe so. Well, I'll point out that technically I have two accounts for reasons that are too complicated to go into, and my old account because we checked it. Earlier on, is currently displaying zero. That's from when Half Life One came out. And like Left 4 Dead, Half Life One wasn't on Steam. No, but okay, Half Life Two and Left 4 Dead was. Yeah, Counter Strike, I guess. From the early days of Steam. Yeah, the very the very first two games on Steam were Half Life Two and Counter Strike Source. Oh well, there you go then. And I had registered my games on there, so I'm guessing that it doesn't count. Keys for games that weren't available before, before Steam, yeah. So, yeah. according to my Steam profile, I have a 13 year bag, so I've been on Steam 13 years, and as I said, 2050 pounds. So, that's not too bad. That's so that is roughly the amount that I guessed for Squidgy. Okay, so you don't squidgy. have to show us your screen if you don't want, and I will just believe whatever you <clears> tell me. Squidgy Fidgets total spend on Steam stands at why did you make me do this? Big? Because I'm <clears> evil in USD. Total spend $4,134.33. Wow. wow. Um, sorry, I hope that doesn't blow up the speakers. I'm applauding that. That is, that is an impressive spend. That is, in Great British Pounds... Three thousand one hundred and thirty pounds and fifty-one new pence. I might add that most of my purchases on Steam are usually on sale as well. True. Yes. So three thousand. I mean, a lot of mine are um, humble bundle stuff as well. Exactly. Stuff that's that what I was going to say. So I'm not yet. sure how much comes from humble bundles. So yeah. that was what was it? Three thousand. Three thousand one hundred and something. Rounded something, up something. was about so, three thousand one hundred and fifty, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Let's round it up. <laughs> So 3150 I, I, I didn't want to say that. I really didn't. Right. I'm trying to see if there's anything, what, what you could buy with that same amount of money. Um, small car? Yeah. A bike? It, it's, it's surprisingly difficult to find something you could spend on. I mean, you could get a skylight lantern roof for £2,259. You, you could get a bathroom fitted for that? Cheap bathroom? Maybe you so. could definitely get a cheap um, bathroom. Get a, a, a kitchen? Definitely get a kitchen fitted for that. So we've had that revelation. 
<laughs> As a way of repairing from that revelation, Squidgy. Mm. How about I ask you some questions? Oh, a, right? a quick one. He could, he could buy a 2009 Grey Mazda 1.6 TST. Oh, don't tell me I could buy a car for, for that. You could buy a 2009 Grey oh. Mazda on auto trade. I could buy a car for that. For that price. Hey, really? Right. So. First thing, first things first, mm-hmm. uh, White Mage, who was on an earlier episode, she was on two of the episodes along with Red Mage, she has asked us over Twitter, what is your unpopular gaming opinion? So I've taken this to mean, what is an opinion you have about a game, gaming in general, a video game, a video like, game console, a controller, whatever. Gaming culture type. Yeah, thing, yeah, that is unpopular amongst other people that you know that are into video gaming. Mm-hmm. So I'll go first, and I'll say... I mean, we were talking about this last week, which was not on the podcast. This was a thing that we all had. We had a discussion last week with Chief and G, and that was FIFA football games. Aside from a few graphical tweaks, they are all exactly the same. There are sure the the underlying technology changes ever so slightly, but essentially all that they do is release a new disc with the slightly rearranged teams, and now they have a you have to buy points with real money to be able to buy the to transfer but the characters for for the online team yeah. it is yeah. So essentially, the football games are they're all the same, <clears throat> uh, all of them uh, FIFA Pez. Any others that appear, they are. It, there are only so many ways that you can codify the rules of football. Just, just really quick. Um, you probably know this, B. You know when a new FIFA or a new Call of Duty game comes out. Yes. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Is it is it something widows where girlfriends are ignored for a bit? Is it like yeah. FIFA widows? Yeah, FIFA widows. So it's like some widows. Yeah, because I was, was racking my brains earlier on. I couldn't remember it because I was I was talking to okay. a yeah. man about it. I... So my unpopular opinion, especially around my friends who are very big fans of football, is you're wasting your time and your money buying the new one. Just play the old one, and that's okay. my unpopular opinion for this episode of oh, uh, the Waffling Tennis Podcast. Are we challenging those opinions here, or are we just saying those opinions? We're just saying them, really. I say we, I say we say them and let people who comment on stuff. So remember to go to the show notes, leave a comment, maybe send us a message on Twitter or something, uh, or if you're on the Facebook page, let us know what you think of our unpopular gaming opinions. Mm. And I think I've picked kind of an easy one to Mine, start us off with. Mine's quite a quite a hot topic. All right, it could turn into quite a hot topic and a very evil standpoint. If you, you want me to go next, yeah, yeah. sure. Now, I'm talking about, I mean, essentially when it comes to, it, it's parents. When it comes to gaming and games and kids and parents, there are two types of parents. And I've seen both of these, right? And it's one type of parent that I'm not having a go at, but I'm just mentioning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's two types of parents when it comes to kids and gaming. There's, there's a parent that will fully engage, sit there, ask questions, maybe pick up a pad if it's not too intimidating, you know, sit there and watch it with them and know when games are inappropriate for kids and don't let them touch it. And then there's a type of parent that, again, I'm not trying to have a go, but the type of parent that will pass their phone to their kid. I know entirely what you mean. I worked, I mean, both know that I've worked video game retail for a large portion of my college into university years. Mm. So I know exactly the kind of parent that you mean, the kind of parent that will literally go, here is my phone, my phone is my babysitter, shut up, Sit in the corner and play on my phone. Yeah. Now, it's, it's those kind of parents that I'm, I'm not saying that they're not busy, they don't have stuff to do, but you've, you've, you've got a small child, engage with them. And even if they're annoying you, you've got to engage with them, you know, or they're, they're being a handful, not annoying you, but they're being a handful. It's those kind of parents that I have a problem with. 
and it's mainly because when it comes to video games and just not researching or not preparing because you wouldn't give a child something that you're not comfortable with. So you wouldn't give them a dangerous toy that's got snappers or like a cutter. Or you wouldn't hand them a pocket knife. You wouldn't hand them a pocket knife because it's it's absolutely dangerous. They could do anything with it, right? At the very least, they're going to cut themselves, right? So it should be the, exactly the same with video games. And it's not like it used to be where you had to go out your way to find out information. There are websites that tell you what the BBFC stickers mean. There are websites that tell you what kind of content in the game, what kind of thing to look at to alter aid parents. So just right. to for the international audience, it's the BBFC, BBFC. Yeah, BBFC is the British Board of Film Classifications, I believe. BBFC yeah BBFC. Yeah. And that's in the UK we have this board it's kind of like the M no not the MPAA, what is it? The the motion picture in America they have a similar group that dole out the ratings like uh, M or PG thirteen R X, that yeah. kind of thing. Except that in the States it's next. X is X rated. So, oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, so in in the states, if your film gets an X, you are essentially told by the film distributor edit it to get rid of the X because we're not going to make any money. No one's going to want because a lot of the cinema chains in the states are uh, independent mm. and their entire survival is based on people coming in and watching the film. Mm. And if the film is X rated, no one's going to come and watch the film because mm. there's a huge stigma attached to the X rating. Right. It's like, oh, well, you're, are you a pervert watching a, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. you know, yeah. So there's and a, yes, in our film, you can actually take kids into see. I've heard about people taking their kids in to see the horror movie Hereditary in I've, America. I've, I've, I saw a, there was a Deadpool. I, I saw yeah. a thing on the net. This woman took a two-year-old in to see Insidious. Yeah. Which is fair enough because it's... So in the UK, it's a lot more locked down. Mm. There's a, uh, there is actually jail time and fines attached to it. I'm, I'm actually really glad that you can't take kids in to see movies yeah, like that. So, they do stop you. So oh. in the UK, we usually have... For the films, for films, we usually have you which is universal for everyone. Usually it's kind of from three upwards, but they've agreed that, you know, there's nothing in there that could challenge a child, that could mm. upset a child, anything like that. Then there's uh, PG. There's another one between them or just above it. And I always get that wrong. It's like PG plus. Or no, it's 12. It's 12, you, 12 plus. You, no. 12, 12A, no, which is you You can go if you're under 12, but you've got to be accompanied by an adult. That's the one, yeah. P- PG has now been relegated to almost exclusively home releases. They don't use the PG in the cinema. So it's sort of like, it's sort of like a U universe. 12, 12, 12A is now the new PG. Basically. 12, 12A. Then you've got so, like... Yeah, so, so 12 is... If you appear to be younger than 12, you will be challenged. And if you can't prove that you're 12 or older, then you won't. If you're under 12, you must be accompanied by an adult. That's where the year comes from. And that that was pretty recent, wasn't it, last five years? No, that's actually Spider-Man 1. Sam Raimi was the first movie to have that. Which was 2003? 2003. It's about 15 years ago now, yeah. So then it's you, 12, 12A, 15, 18, and 18 is the highest. So... Video games don't have to have a BBFC rating, as far as I understand. Not no, anymore. Sorry, they uh, used yeah, to, yeah. but BBFC as, as, as a strict law rating system um, was taken out in 2014. Might have been a bit before then, and now the Peggy, which is the Pan European Gaming uh, Institute, Peggy Initiative. Initiative yeah. Thank you, Initiative. Their word is now law, as it were, yeah. and is now the de facto standard for rating video games in the UK. Yeah. yeah, and so the idea is that obviously a, a game trailer will start and it'll say, "Ask what you just said." Peggy like, fifteen, Peggy, Peggy eighteen, exactly. Peggy and twelve. That, that yeah. tells you straight away what the content of the game is. 
Or rather, it gives you an idea of what the content... The problem is that in the UK, we've always had the BBFC for films and for TV. And now we've got this new system that is essentially the same, but it doesn't have the same names. People are confused. So in retail, if I was running a DVD store and I sold a copy of an 18-rated DVD to someone who was clearly under 18 and I did not challenge them, and it was discovered that I'd done that. And they do this with, uh, they usually have investigators go into the store and run stings to try and catch people at it. I would face jail time. I would face a fine. And the company I work for would face a fine. So that is a huge thing. And it's not, it's not like two or three weeks. It's like two, three years because the idea is to stop you from doing it again. Previously, we had these big, horrible, nasty things attached to it. Now we don't have them except that Peggy has taken over for that. So it's, uh, in the States, in Australia, though, they have the same, the, I believe the States and Australia has the same film system, the f- same film ratings, and they have that for the games as well. I know in Australia, it's a hell of a lot more strict yeah. with video games. It's really strict. Yeah. Most recently, We Happy Few, a survival game that's coming for the Xbox and PC, recently got turned down for its use in Australia for classification because of its depiction of the use of drugs even though the drugs yeah. are entirely fictional called joy did re- literally two days ago as a recording uh, has gone now for appeal uh, and an appeal decision will be made next week mm. but yeah um australian is famously strict on its video games but and anyway just going back to it um it's it's that type of parent that i'm really annoyed with because i keep reading these i mean the british tabloids are they're not exactly biased, but they don't tell you the whole story either. I mean, so, like most tabloids, but I mean, they are biased. I, I, I read an article. I'm not going to go into it, but it was there was a mother. Um, I'm not saying she's a bad mother, but she was blaming a game for why something happened to her son. I'm not going to go any more into it. The, I mean, the, the thing is, okay. all of these stories have the same right. setup. So, so, so they have the, the same yes, similar so, setup. So the set, so the setup is basically the the story usually goes, my child did something bad because video games. Yes. And, I mean, it kind of links into um, video games have been have been reclassified as a, an addictive thing in the UK recently. Yeah. Um, but a lot, I mean, this goes all the way back to uh, one of the big, one of the big, big, big stories. Oh, we're talking Manhunt or GTA. Manhunt. Manhunt, So yeah. when Manhunt happened, so the big story for Manhunt was in the UK. Um, Manhunt came out and it was an extremely violent game and somebody went out and killed somebody. And the tabloids got a hold of the idea that one of the two people involved, the victim or the perpetrator, had played Manhunt. And therefore, it was because of Manhunt. Mm. Problem was, when the investigation was done, turns out the victim was the person who played this video game, not the perpetrator. But the, but the news, the news media had twisted the story that much for that long a period of time that Manhunt was taken off the shelves. Yeah, it was banned. Because it was, yeah, and it was banned because it was seen as a game that would incite violence yeah now whether it does or not i'm holding my hands up i don't know i mean uh, i see myself as a relatively balanced person i have the ability to disconnect from what's happening on screen it's the same with films it's the exact same with films i don't go to see a horror movie like a space science fictiony horror movie like aliens and go yes that is definitely happening to me but i can put myself in the position of there's there's the suspension of disbelief and the immersion but for some people Maybe they can't, maybe they can't, I don't know. I don't know, I'm not smart enough to know that. I don't know all the rules, I don't know how the brain works, all that kind of stuff. That's for more intelligent people than me to discover. But these stories always have the same setup. And it's it's always it's always the one in a million 
you know, these games have been out for however long, and then there's one case of a kid who maybe played it, and it might have done something, then he's gone out to do something else, and then suddenly the game is heavily victimised. Certain games, yeah, I can understand if it's got violent content like GTA or Manhunt or stuff like that, but seven, I'll say seven times out of ten with these stories, the kid shouldn't have been playing it anyway. Yeah. It'd be like a, a minimum age of like 13 for certain games if they're not like um, violent. Well, for if, whatever reason. For whatever reason, to, seven times out of ten, the kid's heavily underage. Yes. And the, the bit that really gripes me is there's always one or two excuses, right? The one that's not so bugs me is um, we said we weren't going to get it for him, but he complained like hell, so we caved. Essentially, right? And the second one, that seems to be a get or jail free card for these types of parents. Again, not everyone's parents like this, but all his friends are playing it. Well, his friends' parents are idiots. Well, I mean, I mean, if 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 the kid can, or if if your child can separate the game from real life, I mean, if they're more mature like that, and you think they can handle it, I mean, again, if you're going to buy it and the kid's there and you get challenged. You're not supposed to get it anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm not advocating doing this anyway. But if if you think the kid's more mature and they can handle it, fair enough. Well, you, you have trust in them. But if if you know your child's going to be bothered by it, or there's a chance they could be bothered by it, despite if their friends are playing it or not, what happens in their house if he goes down to their house and plays it? It's out of your hands. In your house, if you think your child can't handle it, you don't do it. So I'll, I'll just quickly point out, um, you're using the pronoun he, but this can apply to... Yeah, anyone. he, sorry. And, no, sorry no, and, but, that's, but that's not... It's, that's it's beside the was, point. Yeah. That's beside the point. That's because of these These stories are usually... It happens to a male yeah. person who's done, yeah. who's done it. But that's not a problem, right? Mm. Um, the other thing I'll say is that um, there is the legislation in place, mm. but the idea is that because you know your child best, you know your child almost as well as your child knows themselves. Mm. Probably more so in that respect, because you've been around since before they had, I don't want to, I'm going to say in bunny quotes, a personality, but babies are usually don't have that much of a personality until mm. they're maybe a couple of months. So you've known them for longer than they've known themselves, basically. Mm. So you know them better than the regulations. So if you believe, like you'd said, Squidgy, if you believe that, that it's not going to cause them a problem, fair enough, not a problem. But you need to be able to make an informed decision. And that's what these ratings are for. Yeah. And, you know, you, the idea is that they have a really simple rating system. You can go to the Peggy website. You can speak to someone in a store and they will explain what's going I mean, on. It's, Even sitting and reading about the, the, the game or spending five minutes watching YouTube Let's Plays. That's why Let's, that's one of the reasons why yeah. Let's Plays exist. Yeah. Hey, this is me playing the game and this is what you, you yeah. can expect for playing the game. Or, hey, this is me playing the game that you never got to play. Or, hey, this is me playing the game and you can go down memory lane. But the idea is as a parent, it's better for you to research a little bit about the game and then make an informed decision as to whether you think it would be effective or it's, not. It's even so much easier these days. I mean, I'll talk about Steam in a second, but if you get a game back of a box and you get the Peggy rating, 15, 18, whatever. There's little logos. Right? There's little you. logos like drug use, horror, psychological horror, violence, sexual content. But the problem is those are really vague. So what and- does drug use mean? Does no, it mean the but, character? Does it mean you see you have to inject something, or does it mean that there is mention of it? You know, or you're, you know, yeah. somebody is using. So, drugs. so there's, there's there's in a store, and you've got that, and you could always ask the person behind the counter if they don't know 
in depth, they'll have a very vague idea of what it involves because yes. it's, it's it's part of their job to, to know that kind of There thing. is an official website to also find out about those. It's askaboutgames.com. That's the one. I was trying uh, to I'll put that, a link yeah. to that in the right. show notes and I think I'll put that in as mm. links to stuff that we do from now on just mm. to make it... I mean, there's. I don't think it'll be that we get loads of traffic from parents looking for stuff, but I think just... Mm. sending it out there the, would be a good I feel and, like it would be a good idea on Steam especially as well I think it's better for finding out what kind of games you've got on there I mean mm-hmm. you'd have to sit there with whoever it is looking at the game because you get tags mm-hmm. and these are tags that the, the publisher people who made the game puts on and you get user created tags as well so you might get I don't know, for GTA, it'll say violence and racing, but then you get the user-created tag saying violence, racing, drug use, this, that, and the other, and it'll give you more in-depth kind of idea. Plus, you've got the reviews at the bottom as well. So, so I mean, the, the, the idea you're driving towards is go and do some research first. Yeah. And I that's mean, the whole point. You need to have that informed decision. That's why we have the informed decision yeah. for things like medicine. You know, I'm going to tell you all the information you need to know, mm. and you're going to make the decision as to whether you take this medicine or not. Now, I'm, and I'm, we can do other things, you know? I'm, I'm not saying that the parents are idiots. I'm not saying that they don't take enough of an interest. Yeah, it's not that. But unfortunately, we all know someone who, not always like that, but eventually you get a bit... Your kids get a bit too much to handle. All kids do. They get a bit excited. Yeah, yeah. That you're at the end of your tether, that kind of thing. But it's just complacency. Isn't it's it? just complacency. But when it comes to games, especially, just a little bit more vigilance needs it. I mean, from from my personal past, I got chucked into. But whatever one reason, reason or another, one reason or another, I was sort of left to my own devices in video games, and for a period of about two months, it really messed me up, and then. I I came to the decision that it's a screen. It's at the other side of the screen. It's a fictitious thing. You know, they're not going to hurt me. I've got a pad. I can control them. Which is a mature opinion. That's a Which, mature it, viewpoint. It was, it was a really... to be yeah. emotionally and mentally and physically mature enough to go, actually, if I turn the screen off... And I'll be honest, that, that was a very hard thing for me to do at the age of 11. Mm-hmm. Very hard. Mm-hmm. However, I I sort of realised that you helped me especially sort of to realise that it's a screen, turn it off, they're not gonna not gonna no touch problem. you. Right? So it was hard for me to do, but once I learnt that, it was it was sort of I knew that it was at the engine it was the other end of the screen. I don't copy that. It's it's um you know, I use it to get away from life events. It's an escape. But you see, this the the problem is right. The, the, I mean, this is for greater minds than ours to, mm. to to properly discuss. I think it's because it's so easily accessible. Yeah. The reason, like, this is something that has plagued video games since the beginning. But it's also the same thing that has plagued every entertainment medium. F- yeah, film, TV, books, everything. Like you say, be every entertainment medium going ever since it started. You know, you look at the fifties and the sixties, and it was Elvis and his hips. Yes. You look at the forties. And it was the 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 then portrayal of violence in films. You look at comic books in the eighties. You look at TV shows in the seventies, eighties, nineties. You know, one of my favorite TV shows, Mash, was constantly at the very edge of being taken off the air because it was way too violent. Exactly. And you watch it now, and there's almost and, and it's not violence. It's like the depiction of war. Yeah, the operating room scenes, and you know, people with bandages and stuff. Because it's it's distressing to certain viewers and that's totally that's totally fine that's yeah, if you problem. compare that to something like game of thrones it's so oh, yeah. well, sedate exactly. I mean, this day these we days. watched we watched uh dread last night yeah that is a very violent film oh, yeah? yeah but 
bordering on hyper-violent. No one's ever said, hey, Dread is a terrible film, down with this sort of thing. And you know what I mean? And it's because we've sort of abandoned film for that reason. Yeah, okay. So we've gotten to the point where we're, where where we as a society have gone, you know what? It's only a film. You don't have to watch it. It's only a game. You don't have to play it. And we just need to get to that point where we can, as a society, go, actually, we'll stop blaming all of the world's ills on this one thing. Mm. And and that and then and what'll happen is we'll change that one thing for something else. Yeah. It'll probably go back to internet use or it'll probably go to music again. Or, Unfortunately you know, that's and, that's the cycle. And that's just how it works. Yeah, it all works in cycles. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean I'll I'll hit you with a a real life actual story from when I worked at a large UK based video game retailer through university. I know that you both know this story, but I'm sharing it for the podcast lessons. Hey. So I worked for a a large UK based video game retailer during my years at during my first few years of uh, university, and whilst I was working there, a friend of mine who also worked there had this if this situation happen. I was there to witness it, so I know it happened. Working, working, working behind the tills, selling games, selling games as a queue. Kid comes up, eight, nine, ten, that kind of that kind of age. You can't you can't up. see this, but B's actually miming a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And he thwacks down onto the desk a copy of Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That'll tell you roughly when this story happened. Can I play this, sir? My friend says, I'm sorry. It's a, it's an 18 BBFC rating game. It's, it's, you know, it's too mature for you. I'm sorry. I can't sell you. I'll get into trouble if I sell you this game. Be stop it. I'm going to throw some at you in a second. Okay. Right. So he says, I'm sorry. I can't sell you this game. Kid goes, okay. Not a problem. Off he goes. 20 minutes later, this fellow rocks up to the, to the till. Why won't you sell my son this game? Well, you'll have to remind me who your son is and what the game is because it's been 20 minutes. You know, it's been a amount of time. And he says, it's Grand Theft Auto. This is my son. He wants to buy this game. He saved up all his pennies. He saved up all his pocket money. This is the game he wants to buy. And he says, I'm sorry, but I can't sell him it because, you know, it's got this this rating for a reason. It's a violent game. It's a... This was a BBS series. Yeah, yeah. So this was... This was... I mean, it's the law. If I sell you this game, this is a game that is... Um... You know, and, and, and he said, I can't sell your son this game because it's within my rights to not, to, to, to decide to not sell you this game because I know you're going to give it to the guy. I said, well, I'm going to buy it anyway and give it to my son. And, and, you know, the guy said, well, you know, I'm going to buy it anyway. I'm going to go see that guy down there. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to give it to my son. And my friend, and this would have taken a huge amount of courage, said to him, you're a terrible parent and walked away. And that was, that was his opinion. Mm. But I kind of, I mean, I don't know the full story. I don't know whether that guy thought, well, maybe my son is mature enough to be able to separate this. Mm. But, you know, I think we need that courage to be able to challenge, maybe not in that same way, but to be able to challenge and go, look, these are the reasons why I can't sell you this game. And this is, these are the things you need to know. And if you're sure, then yeah, okay, fine. It's, mm. it's now your responsibility. It's not mine. Yeah. Because as a, as a stockist, as a person who's selling you this, I need to tell you, you need to have full, you know, information. Mm. Another story, same company I was working for. Uh, the lady comes in with her son and her son says, I want to buy this Def Jam Vendetta, which was the Def Jam rappers. Uh, the, like the, the Mortal Def, Combat type. Yeah, thing, Mortal yeah. Combat, but with uh, West Coast rappers, I believe. I, I get confused with, with, 
with hip hop and rap. I'm American hip hop rappers. I've probably got that wrong. Probably someone's going to tell me that I've got it wrong. I don't, it's not a problem. Anyway, Def anyway. Jam artists. Yeah, Def yes, Jam artists. Yes, there yeah. we go. Except for Utada Hikaru, because she's a Def Jam artist. Yeah, work that one out. So this kid comes in and he says, I want to buy this game. He's maybe 11, 12. Says to his mum, can I buy this game? And I'm walking the shop floor helping people out. He says, excuse me, can you talk me through, you know, what? it's got a 15 rating. Can you talk me through? And Squidgy had recently bought the game. I'd been playing it recently and I'd seen him playing it and I'm like, okay. enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> I'll be because honest. Because it's, it's loads of fun and you're distract, you're, you're detracting yourself from your, you know, you have that separation of, of, of what's happening on screen and what's happening in real life. You're not going to push someone in front of a, in front of a metro train. I'm no. pretty sure that's what, not one of the things that you will do. I think I was 17 game, at the time, I think. But yeah. in the game, that's one of the things that you can do. And I said to the lady, look, there's, there's a, it's a really violent game and the, the idea is you beat someone up. And one of the things you can do is throw them in the front of a train. And she went, you're not having it. And obviously the, the little boy got really upset. But I feel like I felt more confident because she had come across as, I know his maturity level and I know that he can't deal with it. Yeah. Or that I know that I'm not comfortable with him having it. And that, I think, needs to be... It's a, dis- it's a discussion that needs to happen between... The retailer, the parent, and the child. Mm. It's not just, I'll, you know, the person going in and picking up the thing and buying. I'm not saying that there is a response. I'm not saying there's a lack of responsibility. I'm saying that there is a place for responsibility yeah. to sit, you know? Well, as I say, I'm, I'm not having to go that particular parent because we don't know the circumstances. You might be, the, exactly. the, the kid might be, or the, the child might be uh, a little bit too much to handle, a little bit hyper that day. But when it comes to things like video games, just, you, you need to stop um, and sort of think, right, is, is this enough for them? Because mm-hmm. um, no one knows the child better than the parent. That's just that's just how it is. But you, I certainly, with with my level of maturity that I've got now, if, if I can say that with a straight face, I would never give a small child a game like GTA or the games that I especially had at that time. Um, I, I wouldn't put them through that I mean especially if it's like older games you know it doesn't look as scary but I think as well an 18 now is a, even worse as it were than an 18 then well, yeah because if more... you look at the Mortal Kombat uh, games of the of you know the 90s and the uh, thing you've got these fatalities and they're on the top they look cartoonish but if you compare that to a fatality from Mortal Kombat X yeah it's like um, the extra moves and yeah, fatalities and, and, and stuff and it, it is rip, pretty, literally ripping people in half pretty like, brutal yeah would you want someone Younger than that, to, no. you'd be fine with them. You'd be fine with a twelve-year-old watching a, an MK1 fatality. Mm. You would not be fine with them with an MKX fatality. I, I, I think. think, especially as as our generations got older, when when our generation gets to a point where they've got kids of their own, really, if they play games or they've been around games like that, they sh- this is where the unpopular opinion is going to come in. But I think our generation should know better. I don't because, because we've we've been gamers and we've we've played. If you have been, you know, we played like from the nineties onwards. We've been around these games. We've heard about them. We've we've seen them at the very least. So when new games come out, we should have a vague idea of what it's going to entail. I put it to you, to me. Right. I like it. Hey. I put it to you that um, the type of person that you're referring to who will just blanketly, I'm going to buy this game. Right, we'll do that, and 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 not have the thought process of well, why does it have this rate? Why does it say eighteen? Why does it not say fifteen? My kid's fourteen. Why can't I? The because 
they haven't because we still because we're we're in a generation where only a certain amount of the populace had video games for mm. one reason or another. Yeah, f- for whatever reason, and there's still that same divide now, mm. but potentially for different reasons. And I do I think, think there's a lot. I do think it's a lot less of a problem now yeah. than it was back when because because uh, was. Working because uh, even when we were younger, there was still sort of a, a stigma around playing games, weren't they? Yeah, playing uh, video games, especially at home video games. You know? I think now the problem is a slightly different one. Um, most recently, Fortnite has been in the news about yeah. the addictive qualities of it, um, and m- very recently it was on a UK television station this week um, on their news program, and um, the thing was their their program was like saying, "Oh, is it addictive?" We got some eleven-year-olds in to to let us know what to think of it, and Fortnite is a twelve. Now, there's a thing here is that Fortnite, although, can you buy it in shops yet? Because I know it's an early access. No, it's, but be- it's a free download because it's a digital. It. Yeah, because it's a digital game. People don't know where that rating is. Mm. Like they don't immediately see it. So, I think there are other issues to tackle there in terms of informing parents. And letting them know, um, because especially these days when a lot less games are being bought in boxes, yeah, mm-hmm. that they have to then find out where they mm. can get the information from. Yeah, again, it's it's a discussion for greater minds than ours, I yeah. think, to to figure out. But there is a there's a level of getting the information out there for people to see, and then there's a level of getting the people to then read that information. Yes, and then there's a level of Absorbing that information and taking it on and, and having an intelligent discussion and intelligent thought rather than just, I will buy this game, I will give it to the child, they'll disappear off into their bedroom for several hours and I get to peace and quiet. I'm not saying that's the entire argument for it, but you know, because I'm, I think it's interesting that all four consoles, four consoles, three consoles, um, and you can get on PC, um, you can get software or include features that involve time limiting. The game, the console, so that yeah. it'll turn itself off or parental locking, basically, is what I'm yes. saying. Yeah, and yet the amount of people who don't know that functionality is there. Oh, yeah, um, but that's because again, it's that divide. It's the 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 people who are parents now who didn't have the video games then. But that's what I mean. I think the people who are parents now who did have the video games then, some of them don't know because mm. it's not not that it's not. Uh, it's, I'm not saying that the onus is on the manufacturers, but they don't take the time to realise that the console has these extra functions. Mm. They just get the console and play the games, and then they're told by a friend or whatever, or they'll find out later. Oh, by the way, you know you can set your console so you can only play it between X I, hour and X hour. I, I find it, for, for where I work, I'm not going to mention anything, but there, there are a lot of people there, and they've got relatives or small that have got small children, they've got kids and what have you, and I quite regularly get asked when I'm at work, um, so-and-so wants this game, could you tell me about it? And most of the time, I know precisely what the game is, or I've read up on it. If I haven't played it personally, I know what it involves, and I'll quite happily tell them what it involves. And most of the time, they're busy, so I just give them the cliff notes. Um, same with movies as as, as well, because I know most of the movies come out as well. I'll quite happily do that um, if they haven't got the time to do it. But if if again, it goes back to the penknife thing. If you're going to give your child either the game or access to the game. You, you, you need to know what you're giving them access to. Yeah. It's not just a game. You, you need to just think, well, is this violent? Yeah, well, I, I might look it up. You know, just have a quick look. Um, 
Because, I mean, it's it's just a an, an, another area where you need to be really careful, but you need to have the same responsibility as you would exposing them to a scary movie. Um, because especially movies, it's it's very when you see trailers for for them, it's exactly what it says on the tin. You t- you're told what it is. Video game trailers sometimes can be vague, but you get a really good idea from the trailers. But it's where to find the trailers. They're not they're not on TV as much as like TV shows or uh, movies. You know, like trailers for that. And I mean, you, you get a lot of them on things like YouTube if you watch that a lot. And but it's especially on YouTube, you get that five second skip button. If you don't interest you, skip. It's I. It's it's again. It's it's a bit of a hot okay, topic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a difficult one to mm. discuss, and I think it's definitely one for greater minds than ours mm. to discuss. It's not something that we'll be able to solve in a two-hour <laughs> podcast, definitely, <laughs> because it's not yeah. something that governments and expert groups and parental groups and certificate certification boards and all that kind of stuff have been able to solve, and it's been going for twenty-five years. Mm. So. Um, with that, you know, it's a difficult one, is what I'll say. Two. Stick around for part three, which is coming out next week, unless you're listening to this as in a queue and you're catching up, and it will soon be here. More? Yes, yes there is you ain't more going nowhere. Content. Even more content. That's what we do. We produce content. Audio content for your ears. Hashtag, not for your eyes. As opposed to everything else. Hashtag <laughs> that's how ears work. For your nose. Hashtag content. Hashtag content, 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 content. If you can hear this, please let me out. Let me out. They've kept me here for so long now. Please help. Send help. All bacon. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GK. Spider break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. See the show notes for more details. Was this an outro or an intro? Because I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember either. Just keep going. <laughs>